Ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> <I'm so nervous. laughs> Are you anxious? Let's see. How can I get comfy? I don't know, honey. Does this look natural to you? No. Relax your foot. Your foot sticks straight out. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Chats with Landon and Alicia, where we do what? We talk about God, life, and us. That's correct. You did not mess it up this I time, know. Isn't it a miracle? It is a miracle. It almost happened. I had to think for a minute. Yep. So, what's been going on in our life? Um, well, we officially closed on our house September 8th. Yes, we did. Which we're super excited about. We got up. that email just recently. So, the Lord. it's exciting. And we celebrated our nine-month anniversary. Nine-month anniversary? Yes, that. Yes. Yeah. It feels like so long but so short at the same time. For me, I feel like it just... I think it used to feel so long and so short, but now I feel like I've just known you forever and ever, so it just feels long. Yeah, but time flies when you're having fun, and I feel like it's flown by, but also I feel like it's been been like our first date feels like it was so long ago, Mm -hmm. but I feel like the entire time we've been together doesn't feel that long at all, if that makes sense. No, yeah. So it's like a good thing. It is a good thing. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyways, this ep- this is episode number two. It is. In episode number one, we talked about how we met. Yes. Yeah, and if you've not watched that episode yet, we would encourage you to go watch that one. We talk a little bit mm-hmm. just about who we are, what we feel like God has called us to do, where mm-hmm. we are in this season of our lives, what's going on, mm-hmm. all the things like that. So if you've not seen that one yet, go back and watch episode number one. Yeah. And aren't we thankful for up. them? Yes, very. It was awesome. The support that we got from our first episode was shocking, honestly. Like, I felt felt like it was going to be a lot less people that paid attention to it, but we're so thankful for y'all's support and your excitement about it with us. Um, It really means the world because we're excited, too. So we're we're glad that we get to share this with you guys. Yeah, it is a lot of fun, and, you know, in having fun, I also want people to be helped and ministered mm-hmm. to. So, that, like, that that's our heart is that people understand that as Christians, you can have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you can laugh. You can have joy. Joy is a yes. fruit of the Spirit. So have a good time. Laugh. Get to know us. We get to know you yeah. and each other and things like that. But also, while doing that, you know, we pray that something we say something we've went through not that we've gone through a whole lot but something that we have gone through would help you minister to you speak to your heart help you in your own walk with the lord Mm -hmm. in your own walk with christ in your interactions with people yeah wherever god has called you wherever he's planted you i just pray that some of the principles we give you or some of the verses we read or whatever the case may be that it just helps you walk more closely to Christ and minister to people wherever you are in this season of your life, wherever you're planted in this season. So Mm -hmm. that's our heart in this podcast. And as of now, our plan is to upload an episode every other Saturday. Saturday. Yes, every other Saturday. So about two episodes per month. So Mm -hmm. that's our goal. We're going to try to stick to that, be consistent with that. If anything changes, of course, we'll update you guys and let you guys know. But that is the plan for now. 
It is. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about anxiety. Yes, overcoming, overcoming. anxiety. Mm -hmm. So why is it that we want to talk about this? Really, we both, I mean, we just kind of came together and we were thinking about what we wanted to talk about next and anxiety was like the first thing that came out of his mouth, yeah. um, which I totally agreed with because that was the same thing I had been thinking about. Um, just because I feel like, and we've both agreed that it is something that has a chokehold on our generation. Yeah. Um, and it just um, has destroyed a lot of young people and continues to seek after doing yeah. so. So um, we really just want to talk about it um, and, and just try and minister to that and speak yeah. to that um, and to hopefully encourage those who are walking through it right now yeah. um, that there's freedom on the other side and that it's not something they have to cope with, mm -hmm. um, but something that they can overcome and have victory over. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, we would also just encourage you to watch until the end because at the end we want to pray yes. for anybody who is struggling with anxiety and maybe that's something that you deal with on a daily basis or every so often and just to kind of you know go off of what you just said um we want to talk about this because especially i mean it, it, it's across the board any age mm -hmm. can struggle with anxiety but i feel like our generation for whatever reason really seems to struggle with anxiety it really seems to be a stronghold yeah in the lives of many young people and I think we'll get into this a little bit you know why that might be mm -hmm. but you know right off the bat I'll, I'll, I'll say that I feel like a large reason that many young people seem to struggle with anxiety so bad and it's in, I feel like because I feel like it's increased. Yeah. I feel like you know, I've not been alive a super long time. I'm 19 years old, but I feel like even in since I can remember, mm -hmm. I feel like anxiety has increased so much. Yeah. Even in the short time that I've been alive, I feel yeah. like so many more young people on a day-to-day -day basis are just being crippled by anxiety. Yeah. And. Um, I feel like one of the major reasons, and this is not across the board, um, this is not everybody's reasoning as to why they struggle with anxiety, but I do think a large majority of people our age especially struggle with anxiety because of social media. Mm -hmm. I feel like they scroll and they scroll and they compare and they compare and they compare and what happens is your actual life does not meet someone else's highlight reel mm -hmm. and then that just feeds into anxiety and mm -hmm. it feeds into even depression which depression may be another episode that we can kind of yeah. um hit on and th these two things sometimes are linked and you know a result of each other kind mm -hmm. of anxiety and depression but yeah. i just think it's i think it's so unhealthy when you have a young person who does not yet know who they are in the Lord. Yep. They don't yet know their identity. They don't yet know what the Bible says about them, what their Heavenly Father says about them. And whether they realize it or not, a lot of times they are scrolling and mm -hmm. looking for validation. Yep. I made a post and it only got 50 likes compared to someone else's 200 likes. Right. What's wrong with me? Yep. Why don't people like me? And we are looking for validation, which is not a bad thing mm -hmm. to to look for validation, 
but it is a bad thing to look for validation for validation in the wrong places right and i feel like that kind of is one of the major things that mm-hmm. feed into so many young people struggling and dealing with anxiety yeah i would agree i think um too i mean one of the things i feel like you know you said social media plays a really big role in it and i would have to agree and it could be not even that you're looking for validation but social media or the internet or a tv show um or a podcast or a youtube video or a movie um could be what you run to to escape from life and then when you finally are put in a position where you're having to come back to reality there's been so much that's been dismissed and ignored and things that haven't gotten your attention that should have that now you feel overwhelmed and you don't know how to manage it and so I know that for many people it's the fact that um, social media or other things um, could be anything you know uh, alcohol or drug addiction whatever Um, it's your coping mechanism and then when you have to come back to reality it's a shock and you can't manage Mm -hmm. you can't you can't handle it Um, and so anxiety becomes the result because it's such an influx of everything else that you ignored that you don't know how to cope right Um, so that's kind of I mean I I feel like that's a big thing too so I I feel like it's a lot to do with social media and so, sometimes, you know, technology. Mm-hmm. And and I want I want to preface this by you know what I'm about to say that I don't think that there's anything wrong with technology or social media right. in and of itself. Yeah. I just think that it needs to be used with caution. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have all the social media accounts. Yeah. But I try in my spiritual walk to make that number one, mm-hmm. and not to allow social media to distract me. And, I mean, I feel like this, you know, whole social media talk goes more than just with anxiety. But right. I feel like it's a healthy thing to talk about when you're talking about anxiety. I think some sometimes we might need to take a break from social media. Mm-hmm. Again, not saying social media in and of itself is wrong. I have it. I'm just saying that um, if it is distracting you and if you do constantly scroll and compare yourself with whoever you see on social media, it might be healthy to take a week off. Yeah. It might be healthy to take a month. Yeah. Delete all your social media apps and really take that month to spend time with the Lord, mm-hmm. figure out who you are in yep. Christ, what's your identity, what has God called you to do, uh, where do you need to be serving the Lord, and mm-hmm. you know what areas can the Lord work on in mm-hmm. your life. Yeah. I feel like that would be healthy for a lot of people. And mm-hmm. there's times in our life where we decide, okay, let's take let's take a break yep. from social media for a week. Yeah. And let's get off of it for a week and really try to focus on prayer, try to focus on reading the Bible, try to focus on fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's healthy, especially for somebody who is dealing with anxiety because you scroll, 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 and yeah. fill your mind with ungodly things and again there's benefits to social media Mm -hmm. just i feel like this podcast we're using social media to try to reach people with the gospel and with god's word and help people where they are but again in that there can be unhealthy things with that so um again to echo what you said sometimes we use it as an escape Mm -hmm. we use uh social media youtube you know um alcohol, you know, nicotine, all these types of things, or sometimes even relationships we use as an escape to try to 
cope with our uh, with with the anxiety that we're struggling with and dealing with. And the issue with that is that it will quote on. Let's see. Let, let me figure out how to say this. It will help or cover up your anxiety momentarily. Yeah. It'll give you a quick fix, uh-huh. so to speak. But then once that wears off, whatever you're using to cope with, then here it comes again. And you took the fruit off, but you didn't get to the root. Yep. And we're going to talk about today not just how to get to the fruit and, you know, uh, try to overcome it for a day or two, but get to the root yep. of the issue and yeah. why it is that you're constantly dealing with anxiety, constantly struggling with anxiety, and nothing you do seems to work. I yeah. feel like uh, maybe the Lord has kind of taught us some things that can help us get to the root of the issue. Yeah, so. yeah, I would agree. Um, I think one thing that um, I wanted to say, too, is I feel like, so I've I've had my own struggle with anxiety um, and panic attacks, and we'll get into that in a minute. Um, but one thing that I used to think, and I used to hear from friends who had anxiety, was this one statement of, I, I just don't want to have to think. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't want to have to. Um, and something that my mom taught me and would say to me from a young age was, an idle mind is the devil's playground. Yeah. Um, And so what you don't realize is in those moments where you're using things to cope and to run away and to ignore from real life um, is you're filling your head mindlessly as you scroll and you're taking all this in and and you let your guard down and you have an idle mind Mm -hmm. and that's the devil's playground. And so then when you come back to reality, now you've got all this whirling around in your head because Mm -hmm. what you didn't realize is while your physical body wasn't paying attention, your spiritual body was. Um, And so, you know, you're filling your your head and your mind with these things but I wanted to say that too that just as a reminder an idle mind is the devil's playground yeah. and what you ignore he picks up on mm-hmm. so yeah I think um, that's that's one of the biggest things whenever maybe in the youth group I teach on you know anxiety or mm-hmm. something related to that I always talk about what are you setting your mind on yeah. I always talk about you know <clears throat> Where where is your focus? Where is your mind? And um, I I want to read kind of a couple of verses. There's a uh, one verse that I always I always try to bring up. I always try to refer to when I'm talking about a topic like this, and it's Isaiah 26:3, and it says, "You will keep him." It's talking about God. You God will keep you in perfect peace yeah. if your mind is stayed on Him, yeah. because you trust in Him. So. This is what I say, and this might sound a little bit controversial, and uh, you might think like, oh gosh, that, why would he say that? But let me, let me explain it. I don't think you always need to pray for peace. Yeah. I think you can pray for peace. I pray for peace. I pray for peace for other people who are struggling. But I don't think the only thing you need to do when you're longing for peace is pray for it. Mm-hmm. I think you can, but the verse that I just quoted says to keep your mind stayed on the Mm -hmm. Lord. When you keep your mind on the Lord, he will keep you in perfect peace. When you set your mind on him, he will keep you in perfect peace. So yes, you can pray, which is one way to keep your mind on the Lord. Right. But this is why the Bible talks about do not be conformed to this world 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind mm-hmm. that you yeah. may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So mm-hmm. a lot, a majority of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. Yeah. The Bible talks a lot about your mind. It talks about how uh, to be carnally or fleshly minded is death. Yeah. Not just bad. To be carnally minded is death. death yeah. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Colossians 3, I think it's verses 1 through 3, talk about not setting your mind on earthly things, right. but to set your mind on heavenly things so you can go through the bible and see so many things about uh your mind and what do you set your mind on and where is your mindset how are you thinking and i think sometimes now now don't get me wrong i believe in spiritual warfare spiritual Mm -hmm. warfare is a real thing and i think that might be one of the causes of anxiety Mm -hmm. um I do, however, think that there are times when we over-spiritualize it and yeah. maybe we give credit to the devil when it's not the devil's fault. Yeah. Because a lot of things that our flesh causes, we blame on the enemy. Mm-hmm. And if we would look at our flesh and realize that it's uncrucified flesh yeah. and not the devil all the time, that would help us overcome a lot of battles in our lives. Yeah. And we have to understand and learn to quit being so carnally or fleshly minded and begin to set our mind on the Lord. Yeah, so. I agree. Absolutely agree. Um, I guess I can share a little bit of my testimony. Yeah. Um, so we'll start kind of from the beginning. I f- feel like my struggle with anxiety started from a young age. Um, and so I want to speak to that for a minute and give if there are any parents watching a reminder that like as a guardian like it's your job to step up and fight for your child when they're too young to do so Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm thankful that my parents did because as a child I was a very anxious child Um, and I felt like you know I feel like now as an adult where I'm able to look back on that after being delivered from that um, I can see where you know the devil kind of worked that into my life from a young age Um, I would just get flipped out about little things, Um, just freaked out. And and I remember there was one period in my life, and my mom can, you know, vouch for this because she dealt with it firsthand. But um, I would, I mean, I didn't sleep for probably weeks, close to a month, I'm sure. Um, And I would just freak out, and I would cry, and I would scream, and I would wake up my sister, poor thing, um, flipped out because I was so scared that something bad was going to happen. And so for me, I didn't know how to cope with the idea of like something bad could happen, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that it will. Like I didn't know how to to fight that and to battle that. Um, And I feel like that was something that, you know, the enemy used to try try and you know tweak and get yeah. into my life and and kind of twist things for me um but thankfully my mom spoke truth into my life at the same time um and just would remind me of the simple verse of like god has not given you a spirit yeah. of fear but of power love and a sound mm-hmm. mind and i mean she would make me repeat that over yeah. and over and over and over again until i was able to come to a place where i could speak it over my own life yeah, that's good. um and so 
one, like as a parent, a guardian, a sibling, an older sister, an older brother, an aunt, an uncle, um, if you find a child or someone in your life that's struggling with that and they're in a position where they can't speak to their life, speak over them, for them, Mm -hmm. until they're in a position where they can do it themselves. Um, Because when you're battling that, it's so exhausting. Mm -hmm. And it's physically and emotionally and spiritually exhausting. And so until they've had enough life spoken into them to where they can breathe, they need somebody to do that for them. Um, So anyways, I feel like that started at a young age. Um, Over the years, I was fine. And then at about age 13... Um, I went through a situation in my life that really changed my perspective on the church um, and people in church and my relationship with the Lord. Um, And it was a battle that I had had. And I remember very vividly praying because I was just upset one day and just coming to the conclusion of like, God, if this is what Christianity is, if this is what church is, um, if this is who Christians are, then I want nothing to do with you. Um, And those are some really brave words to speak at a young age, but that's truly how I'd felt. Um, And I grew up in church, so, I mean, it was nothing new to me. Um, But that that really rocked my world, and I feel like it was in that moment where God and and who He is and letting us have free will was like, okay, you know? Um, And so that, I feel like in that moment, that's where he just kind of stepped back and let me live my life. Um, and I proceeded to walk down a very dark road, um, filled with sin and hatred and bitterness, lies, deception. Um, and in doing so, I can see now that this is where my battle with depression and anxiety, Mm -hmm. this is where it was rooted in. This is where it came from. Um, and so, I just began to struggle so bad with just depression and anxiety. I felt so lost. Um, I didn't I didn't know who I was, didn't know what I wanted to do, what I was doing when I was doing it, um, and just became this person I never knew myself to be. Yeah. Um, and so I remember for, it was a little over a year, I would have panic attacks every single night. And I would just lay, and I would cry, and I would shake. Um, I could barely talk. I could barely breathe. Um, It was everything I could do to go and grab my mom for her to come help because I was exhausted. And I just wouldn't sleep. Um, And so I would try and think of all these things as to why I was having these problems. Like, okay, I drank too much caffeine today. Or I didn't sleep enough the night before. And so, um, you know, or maybe the melatonin I'm taking every night is like making me whack out, you know, whatever. Um, But that was never truly the case. And every remedy I would try to come up with um, to try and solve the issue, it was never successful. Um, And so I struggled with it for a very long time. Um, It became very, like, debilitating. Um, And it broke me like I was exhausted and miserable but it was in that misery that I realized how much I really did need God um and so I remember one night last resort I was exhausted battling thoughts of you know what life would be like if I wasn't here um you know 
I struggled too with just wanting to do everything I could to ignore and get away from reality and, and everything I could do to just numb the pain that I was feeling. Um, and, you know, thankfully I never turned to anything such as drugs or alcohol, but the desire was there. Right. Like it was the idea of if it, if it was in front of me and I had access to it, I would do it. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I had reached in my life, which is something I'm not proud of. Um, and I'm thankful that God never placed people in my life that would were able to give me that because I, I, I know I would have taken right. up on that chance, um, which is sad, but it's the truth. Um, and so sin had brought me that far. And so I remember just crying out and I was just like, God, I can't do it anymore. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be alive right now. Like I take me, like, let me die, please. Like I was miserable. Um, and it was a very real conversation that I had with the Lord that night. And I just went in my bathroom and I opened up the door and I looked in the mirror and it's so weird (laughs) I could not recognize myself like I didn't the person staring back at me didn't look like me yeah and it's the weirdest thing I've ever experienced and unless you've experienced it yourself you'll never understand it um but it's true and I, I couldn't recognize who I was and so I just remember just sinking to the floor and in that moment I rededicated my life to the Lord um and it wasn't instant that 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 left me but it did eventually Mm -hmm. um and it was because my hunger for the lord began to satisfy and fill all those things that i couldn't that i had strived for well over a year to do with boys and um you know just friends and just different things anything i could find to occupy myself to take my mind off of it um and to try and fill the void that i felt God was able to do within weeks. Yeah. You know, he could have done it right then and instantly, but um, it was a process, and I had to work out my own salvation, mm-hmm. um, and I had to do that, you know, personally with the Lord and walk through those things. Um, but I can say now on the other side, it's been probably close to four years now, and by the grace of God, I've not had another panic attack since. Awesome. Um, and I've not struggled with anxiety like I used to. And so I can say, truly, I'm delivered and I'm free from mm-hmm. that. Um, but the root, I feel like for me, was my life of sin. And, um, you know, I think there's, I don't say these things to um, negate the fact that mental illness exists. Right. Um, and that people struggle truly within their mind from a chemical imbalance with things such as anxiety and depression. However, I can say there's also, it and, can and we be... And would, we wouldn't even say that there's anything wrong with medicine. No, know? no, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I think there's definitely thing. things. Yeah, there, there are things to combat it as that, yeah. but um, I feel like, you know, anxiety and depression can be either inflicted on you from you know, um, the enemy or circumstances, or it can be self-inflicted. Um, and in my case, I feel like mine was self-inflicted just because of my lifestyle that wasn't pleasing to the Lord. And when God's hand is off of your life, you're susceptible to anything. Um, and there are no boundaries. And so, um, you know, I feel like that's what happened in my case. I had walked away from the Lord and, Therefore, I opened myself to all sorts of things coming my way um, and allowed myself to, um, you know, be attacked by that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, and to allow it to gain 
um, place in my life. Um, and so that's just kind of my own personal testimony. Yeah. That's what, what I think about it. Um, you know, what I know happened to me. Um, yeah. yeah. I kind of want to really talk about just for a second, something that you said, like it, it, it doesn't always happen immediately. Yeah. You don't overcome it. You know, we're talking about overcoming anxiety. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always happen immediately. And I, I want to go back to that verse that I, I quoted a minute ago, Romans twelve two. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And I want to read it also in the New Living Translation. I like the way it says it. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Yeah. But let God transform you into a new person Mm -hmm. by changing the way you think. Yeah. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And I just really want to hit on hit on that point that it's not immediate all the time. Yeah. Now, I I believe in altar calls. We mm-hmm. we do an altar call like every Sunday at our yeah. church and we we believe in laying hands on people mm-hmm. and they receive a touch from the Lord or yeah. they go kneel down at the altar and God just radically changes their life. Mm-hmm. I believe in that all the way and Absolutely. God God used to do that. God still does that and God will continue to do that yes, because yeah. that's just who God is and he yeah. can he can heal you and change you mm-hmm. in a moment. And I've heard stories of people who were drunk come into a church, go down to the altar, and we're yeah. sobered up like that. Yeah. God can do that. Absolutely. So don't get me wrong when I, when I say what I'm talking about here. God can heal you immediately. Yes. And that may be your case, and God may do that in your life. But I will say that I think that there are a lot of people who go down to the altar. Mm-hmm. And in this case, we're talking about anxiety, but this, yeah. is, this is for multiple things. Yeah. Uh, we... We're just going to use anxiety as the example in this case because that's our topic today, but it's more than that. But you go down to the altar or you go and kneel down beside your bed and you pray, God, take this anxiety away. Mm -hmm. Take this away. Take this away. Take Mm -hmm. this away. And you have faith for it and you believe God's going to take it away. But then you get up and you still struggle with it and you still deal with it. And I'm not saying this is everyone. But I think a lot of times, sometimes, you know, people, they go to the altar, pray for the anxiety to go away, and then they get up from the altar and go back to the same thing that yeah. caused them to be anxious in the first place. Yeah. And then you get mad at God mm-hmm. because apparently God didn't take it away. No, God always does his part. It's just a lot of times we don't do ours. And I'm not saying that you necessarily are always the cause of anxiety, but there are things that we do. Mm -hmm. There are situations that we involve ourselves in. There are places that we go, people that we hang around, activities that we participate in that do not cure the anxiety. It might cure it for a moment, but it's not an actual cure. Yeah. But then we get mad because God didn't take it away. No, yeah. you went back to what caused it. Yeah. And that's my encouragement to you listening. If you struggle with anxiety and you know what it is that causes it, mm-hmm. now you, you may not know, but I, w- I would imagine most, most people have a good idea. Yeah, especially there's always if, a trigger. Yeah, especially if there's a trigger. Yeah. And it may not even be a sinful thing that causes right. it. But if there is something, be it sinful or not, that causes you to be anxious don't go back to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, go to the altar. 
Ask God to take it away. Ask God to take it from your life and, and to remove it. But sometimes you you have to remove the cause of it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say again, it can be a process. Yeah. It's not always immediate. Uh, let God change, you know, let God make you into a new person by changing yeah. the way you think. That doesn't yeah. happen overnight. Yeah. That happens because I decide to read my Bible every day. Mm-hmm. That happens because I decide to change my friend group. Mm-hmm. That happens because I change what I allow in my mind. Yeah. I change what I watch. I change what I listen to. I change the type of music yeah. that I'm allowing to get in my mind and in my heart. I, I decide to listen to worship music now. Mm-hmm. I decide to listen to a sermon now mm-hmm. instead of something that I know I shouldn't be listening to. I decide to to watch uh, a Bible study on YouTube or some, something yeah. that is different and healthier for you spiritually, yeah. mentally, and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, that does not breed anxiety, but that but that replaces anxiety with peace. Right. And it's this daily walk yeah. that is so important for those yeah. struggling with anxiety, for those struggling with sin of any sort, mm-hmm. uh, struggling with battle, spiritual warfare of any sort. It's daily spending yeah. time in prayer. Yeah. It's daily spending time in God's Word, asking His you know, asking the Holy Spirit to change you by the power of God's Spirit and the truth of God's Word to change your heart, to change who you are. Because th- this is what I think about. Salvation happens in a moment in your heart. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes transformation yeah. happens over time That's good. in your mind. That's good. Salvation happens in your heart. Yeah. Transformation happens in your mind. Yeah. Uh, be renewed by the transforming of your mind. You know, be mm-hmm. transformed by the renewing yeah. of your mind. And you got to go to the Word. You yeah. have to go to the Word. I don't understand how anybody could truly overcome anxiety. Not just, uh, I'm going to do better today by, you know, oh, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to try harder. No. You don't need to try harder. Mm-hmm. You, you need to allow the Lord to change you. Yeah. And change good. the way you think. So. So I don't see how anybody could truly overcome anxiety mm-hmm. outside of the Word of God. Right. I, I think it is the Word of God that has to get in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Now, you might could pacify it with something else, mm-hmm. but to overcome it, you've got to go to the Word. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that's when he was talking about, you know, essentially what he's referring what we're all talking about is what you're feeding your spirit with like what are you surrounding yourself with and i want to throw this out there i feel like for a lot of people it's hard for them or sometimes it's hard to fathom that like you have a spirit whether it's filled like you know with godly things Mm -hmm. or earthly things or worldly things you know um but you do and so you can feed your spirit something i was taught from it was the best way i could grasp it as a child was like your spirit is like another tiny person in your body and you could feed it with junk food yeah, or you so could feed good. it with good food. And so that it, it applies. That's, it's exactly what that is. You can feed your spirit with good things and produce and experience good things, or you can fill it with bad things and produce and experience bad things. Yeah, so Those good. are your options. So, um, what are you feeding your spirit with? What is it that you're giving it? Are you giving it something it can thrive on? Or are you giving it something that it can die from? Um, so that's what, I mean, that's kind of where my mind goes. I think, too, um, you know, 
it's just keeping your mind focused on the Lord. And, and in this process, in my experience, it was not instant for me. So I want to say this as a warning. If you're battling and you're going through, um, anxiety right now, and you're listening to this and you're wanting to overcome, don't be alarmed if it doesn't happen instantly. That's okay. Because it didn't happen for me, but I'm still standing here today telling you that I got victory just as much as somebody else that went to the altar and got it immediately. We have the same victory because we have the same victor. So that's that's not changed. Um, But my process was a little bit longer. And it doesn't mean that when I started serving the Lord with my whole heart that those same things didn't try and come back up in my face. Um, The enemy multiple times tried to throw my past up in in my face. And that was one of my biggest triggers Mm -hmm. was remembering all the bad things I had done and then being like, oh, my gosh, because I knew that if I didn't correct and I didn't repent, I would go to hell should I have died. And that was a huge fear of mine um, because I didn't want to go to hell, but I didn't want to surrender to the Lord. And so mm, one of my biggest triggers was that. And so I would kind of freak out and then I felt like I couldn't breathe. And then I would start, you know, um, like exhausting myself and breathing heavy. And then it just turned into a panic attack and I'd spiral. Um, but so if it doesn't happen instantly, that's okay. And if you are changing your life so that you can, you know, be conformed and be transformed um, by the renewing of your mind through the word of God um, that doesn't mean that you're still not going to have moments where the enemy might try to throw that back up in your face and freak you out a little bit but what I can say is why it's so important to read your word and to pray and to be around those who believe for you is because I was able to combat with the word of God And I was able to combat with knowing that I was freed and I was going to be freed, even if I wasn't in that moment. Um, And so I remember one night I was tossing and turning, couldn't sleep and just felt super anxious. And it finally like clicked with me and I knew it was a God thing. But I was like, this is the same junk that like I used to go through when I really was bound by this. And then I was like. No, like I am not doing this. We are not going there um, because the devil is not smart. That's why he was the prettiest angel, not the smartest angel, because he plays the same games. There's nothing new to his tactics. And so when I had that realization, I was like, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. Like I am done. This is stupid. I've been delivered from this a long time ago, and I'm going to continue to be delivered from this. And it sounds dramatic, but I had to. I got up and I said, devil, in the name of Jesus, you have to go. This has no hold on my life. And I opened my bedroom door and I said, get out. Mm -hmm. And I closed my door and I went to bed and I fell asleep. Um, And so sometimes you just have to speak that over yourself. You have to, within yourself, know who's within you. That he that's within me is greater Mm -hmm. than he that's in the world. And so when you come to that realization, you're able to speak that to yourself. Um, And even David, you know, had to speak to his own spirit and say, 
why are you downcast? Oh, my soul, you know, Um, like, why is this? And you have to speak to yourself sometimes. Um, And it takes a minute to get there. But you will get there if you continue to seek the Lord um, and just make those steps. Um, It doesn't mean it's going to be fun. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It is not always sunshine and roses. But it is worth it in the end because you know that once you get there, you have such a firm foundation and you really do find out who you are because you know who God is. Um, and so it just changes everything. Yeah. But that would be my biggest advice. And that's just my agreement with him of just you have to surround yourself with the word of God um, and just, you know, focus on him yeah. and, and just change your life so that it fits to what he has for you. Yeah. I kind of I kind of want to close with this, and I'm, I'm going to say this, and if you have anything else to add mm. before we pray, you can do that. But I just I just want to ask you this question. This is something I've thought a little bit about lately. Where's your magnifying glass? Mm. Where is your magnifying glass? What are you magnifying in your life? The Bible talks about, "Oh, magnify the Lord with me." Yeah, that's Let good. Let us exalt His name. That's good. Together. So my question. Where is your magnifying glass? Where is your focus? What are you constantly thinking about? What is your mind set on? What are you worried about all the time? And the thing about a magnifying glass that is so significant, it's so simple but so deep is this. If I magnify an object, the object doesn't get bigger. It just comes into focus. Yeah. The magnifying glass does not make the object bigger. It makes the object clearer. Yeah. So when good. you magnify Jesus, when you magnify the Lord in your life, God doesn't get any bigger. Mm-hmm. He just comes into focus in your life. Yeah, that's really good. So when I begin magnifying the Lord through prayer, through reading my Bible, through worship, through fasting, through gathering with other believers, through having accountability with other believers. When I begin magnifying the Lord in my life in those ways, God doesn't get any bigger. Mm -hmm. Jesus doesn't get any bigger. He's bigger than we could imagine. We can't wrap our heads around it. So when I magnify the Lord, God doesn't get any bigger. I can just see Him more clearly. And what happens is I magnify Him and I learn things about God, and I learn things about the Word that I did not know before. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here wondering, how did I not know this before? Mm-hmm. And it's because I magnified the Lord, and I yeah. can see it now. I yeah. can see what I used to not be able to see mm-hmm. because I'm magnifying Him, yeah. and I can see things more clearly now. I can see spiritually yeah. more clearly now. So that's my question. Where is your magnifying glass? That's if good. you magnify sin... If you magnify the your your flesh, if you magnify mm-hmm. worldly things, you will be anxious. Yep. It's just point blank. Yeah. You will be anxious. Mm-hmm. If you magnify God through prayer and worship and listening to worship music as you go down the road mm-hmm. and listening to a Christian podcast and praying in the morning and praying in the evenings and praying throughout the day, if you magnify the Lord in your life, you will. This is a promise of the scripture. You will experience that perfect peace which surpasses all understanding. If you want the peace of God to guard your heart and mind, if you want the peace of God 
to rule your life, you've got to start with changing where your magnifying glass is. That's good. You got anything else to add? I don't. Well, let's pray, guys. Father, I thank you for every listener. I thank you, God, for everyone watching. I pray wherever they are, whatever they're doing, whatever season of life they're in, whatever battle they're facing, whatever struggles they're up against, Lord, I pray, God, for your peace, which surpasses all understanding, to touch them right now where they are, to guard their heart, to guard their mind. I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would do a great work in their heart, a great work in their life. Lord, let them know that there is hope. That there is the that, that we don't always have to fight for victory. Right. We get to fight from victory because of what you did on the cross and because the Holy Spirit now lives on the inside of those who believe in Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. So, God, I pray for that peace today. I pray, God, that you would help us to take the tools that you've given us in your word to give us peace and apply them, Lord. May we fall more in love with our relationship with you daily. In Jesus' name, I thank you for this. Amen. Amen. We love you guys so much. Comment down below, is there any topics you want us to talk about, yeah. any any things that you want us to discuss? Do you have any questions about Alicia yeah. and I, yeah. what's up in the future with us, or just yeah. anything about our relationship? We would love to answer that in uh, a future episode. Yes, we would. Well, right. we'll chat with you later. Bye, guys. Love y'all.